Hey, what's going on, everybody? A special treat for you. She does exist. Someone actually out there likes me. Someone can tolerate my shit other than my wife. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the most requested person on the show. Miss Christy, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I feel great. And thank you for coming on the show because, first off, people think that you're you're, you're not a real person. Uh, the stories are kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, but the reason is because everyone knows how much of a horrible human being I am and that someone out there can actually tolerate me and, 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 and be a, a, a friend. It's very hard for me to say that word friend because I never knew what it was until we met each other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very sappy start to the show here. So anyway, I wanted to bring you on the show today because I wanted people to know that you are real and that people you know, can, can think that I'm a decent person and I can actually have a friend in life. But I also wanted to address something with you here because you always say that I embellish stories. And I've been talking to people <laughs> about the past few weeks. How have I embellished anything about your life as far as your relationship status? Can you set the record straight here? Um, it's it's kind of complicated, I guess. Because like, we, we talk about so much stuff and then when you go back to, to tell it, uh, it's a little bit exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean a little bit? Um, like you said, I was clapping two guys at once, which was not true. <laughs> <laughs> the time frame gets thrown off, I think, relaying it. Well, there's something that you got to understand about me, too, is like my brain is so screwed up that when people tell me stuff, it just kind of gets thrown in the uh, recycle bin and it just gets pulled out randomly. So I don't really have a good recollection of events. So set the record straight here because people are very interested in your love life now. At one point, you were juggling three men. I don't know if you would call it juggling. It was just interesting conversations. Yeah. Well, one of them in particular is one that I I, I really enjoy when you let me know that this guy came back into your life. And uh, let's just call him B, because we don't want to put anyone's names out there, because we don't want anyone getting harassed. So when he reached out to you, and, and and this is my personal favorite one, was the one where he was like, it's it's cold outside. How did he finish that up again? Uh, we had storms, and he said his power got knocked out. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And he was like, yeah, it's cold. Let's let's fuck to stay warm or something. And I was like, uh, <laughs> my house is warm, but thanks. <laughs> so that line didn't work on you? No. <laughs> Where the hell did this guy learn how to speak to women? Yeah. He's an, he's an interesting one. Like overall, he's a good friend, and I've known him for a really long time. It's mm. just a more complicated situation now, I guess. And so all of the like previous friendship lines are now gone because I'm divorced. So I guess now it's just like throw in the rod as much as possible. That's a very good way of putting it, throwing the rod, because there's something about men in general, and I kind of know a little bit about being a man. I've been one for 38 years, and I haven't identified as anything else, even though it's 2021, and that's okay, apparently. I, uh, I, I, I know that we're like horrible human beings, obviously, on the inside, and it takes a special person to be like a real guy. And I've known a lot of guys in the past who have like pretended to be okay with someone like oh i'm the shoulder that you can cry on but the second the second they see an opening the true inner self comes out and they're a sleaze bag the reason why i like b is because he's been a sleaze bag the whole time this guy is out there <laughs> like hey i just want to fuck and he's okay with that yeah he's very open with his uh his relationship goals i guess whereas most guys would just try to pretend they want to be my friend and then maybe date and then see, and then no, he's just like, ah, that's what I want. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself because everyone is so interested in you, your life, and just, this, you just want to know about you because anybody that can tolerate me is a special kind of human being. So just give us a little bit about your background. Just, just a little bit about yourself because you have a very interesting accent. People want to know about you and where you're from. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm kind of boring. Like I don't really do much um i work from home me too i have two kids that drive me insane (laughs) 
What else? Come on, get, get, give us something here because you are very interesting and you're also a very good artist and people are going to see the new logo that we have for the show that you made and it's, it's very beautiful and we love it in this household. There's got to be more than that. Come on. Um, all right. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, so this is the job I have now. It's kind of like my first real job. The only ones I ever had before was like, you know, teenage stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so this is your first real job so your 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 ex-husband i mean like we uh definitely talk about this in private obviously he was the breadwinner and the supporter and all that good stuff right yeah um let's see i was 18 when we got married and had our daughter when i was 21 so up until that point i'd only ever worked like minimum wage um I think the best job I had before that was Lowe's, and I worked at the return desk, and so that was kind of fun. But we had talked about waiting till we were older to have kids, and then we decided, you know, there was a lot to it about not wanting to be super old, you know, or whatever. And so our only option was for me to either stay home with them or for me to get a job that would cover a car and insurance and gas to cover daycare for me to have a job to cover those. So it was like a, it was just a circle that we didn't see would be that great of an option. So it was easier for me to just be a stay at home mom with them. That makes sense. Now, what went wrong with that relationship? Because we started off talking about you were clapping three guys at once, or at least I was embellishing a little bit there. What went wrong with the with the relationship now that you're a single mom and you're doing your thing to support your family? Oh, what happened in my marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it's just the fact that we were 16 when we started dating. We were 18 when we got married, and then like I know it probably seems like a long time, but the it's not the time frame. It was the age, and so by the time my daughter was born. He was 22, I was 21. And then four years later, we had a son, and he is, he'll be seven this year. So over that whole, we were married for 12 years, we were together for 14. So over that time frame, we went through our 20s together. So mm-hmm. the people that we were at 16 was not the same person that we were when we turned 30. And we grew to be different people. And then, like, overall, he did wind up stepping out multiple times throughout mm-hmm. the marriage. So, I mean, that was a big factor. But at the same time, I what really got me is I realized that we were not we were not supposed to be together. Just, we were not the same people. We didn't have the same feelings about things and ideas. And so, like, I kind of eventually realized the reason he stepped out. It's, it's it's a shame. It really is. And the whole thing is, is like relationships don't last the way they used to. I mean, if you go back and talk to anyone older, they're going to say, oh, yeah, my parents met and they've been together for 40, 50 years or so. There's something with this generation now where people kind of meet up and they are together for a little bit, but then they split apart for various reasons. And it doesn't seem like things last anymore. And my wife and I, we're like the exact opposite of what you guys are, because we've been together since uh, I was 23 years old. And she was a couple of years older, obviously. But, I mean, like, we make it work, and, and, and we're happy, and, and everything's okay. Do you think getting together at a young age and, and having that relationship and having children young, do you think that hurt you guys a little bit? Or do you think you should have waited? Um, I'm glad that I have my children, and I am glad that I am the person that I am right now today. But if if I could maybe do the same thing without doing the same thing, you know, I definitely feel like our age made a huge difference. I mean, to be honest, he is a textbook narcissist. Like, literally, every, literally straight down the line, everything that a narcissist does, he did. Mm-hmm. And I can hope that that came from the fact that we spent half our lives together and we were only 30. You know, it's like he grew as to become a man and the fact that we were already together and already had kids you know, and this relationship was established. I don't know if he maybe grew as much as he should have to be a husband and a father. 
That, that's a great point. Um, I mean, do you regret anything at all? I mean, like you, you, you said you're happy with the children. Like, do you regret meeting him? Because I know, like, you, you're obviously happy now, and I'm happy for you being happy now with the guy that I thought was gay. <laughs> <laughs> do you all regret right. anything? Like, do you regret meeting the uh, the ex-husband or? Oh, for sure. I mean, my life would be completely different, but I wouldn't have my kids. So, I mean, in it's kind of like a toss-up. Like, of course, I regret a lot of things with him and a lot of situations that I let him do and I shouldn't have. And there's a lot of times that I wish I would have walked away sooner. Um, but, you know, there's always the possibility of not having my kids in that parallel universe. So I don't know if it's a decision that I would actually go back and make, Mm -hmm. but it is something that I definitely want my daughter to be able to make that decision and not be so self-conscious maybe, or naive to accept the, the things that I accepted. Yeah. Speaking of your daughter, she got into a little bit of hot water, and this was something I threw in the chat the other day because I thought this was hilarious. And we talked about this in our last podcast as well. So we were working the other day and just chatting up a storm and uh, talking some shit, and all of a sudden your doorbell rings. <laughs> and it was a parent dropping off a kid. And what was it, like 20 minutes later, another one dropped off a kid and another one, another one? Can you explain what happened? Because I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> <clears throat> So my daughter's always asking for somebody to come over and I always tell her no because she refuses to clean her room. And so we have a kid that lives next door to us. And so I'm used to her just coming over whenever she wants to come over and spend the night. It's not really a big deal. But so my daughter got off the bus and another kid got off the bus with her and the kid got in the car and I turned around and I was like, um, does your mom know that you're here? And she was like, yeah, my mom called the school and told them I was going to get off the bus with you. And I was like, okay, um, but I, I haven't talked to your mom. Um, oh, okay. So uh, I was like, surely her mom, maybe she's at work. She'll call me later. We'll, we'll figure it out. But so then I'm, I come back in and clock in and the other little girl that lives next door, I look over and she's now opening my front door. And she was, I said, what you doing? She said, I'm spending the night tonight. And I was like, Okay. So now we're at two extra kids, and then so my son, I let his cousin come spend the night. It's the same age because my daughter had a friend over, and so now we're at five kids in the house. And so I was like, well, I guess I should order pizza. And so I ordered some pizza, and then I looked over and was expecting pizza, and it was a boy that had come to spend mm-hmm. the night with my daughter. Oh, boy. And the mom was just like, is it okay if he stays? And I was like, uh, play date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. And I was still working. So I was like, I'm sorry. I'm working. I can't really get up right now. And then she was like, okay, well I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, uh, what? You're spinning. He's spinning the nap. And I looked over at my daughter and she was, she just starts going, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that they would let him. I didn't think he would be able to. So I didn't tell you. And then now he's here and I don't know what to do. <laughs> And so why boss, did you even ask? <laughs> my boss, I was on Zoom with her, and she was dying laughing. Oh, but, my God. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious because, like, kids, kids are innocent, and they don't, and they obviously don't understand, like, what they're doing. And it's, it's just funny how, like, she offered some boy to sleep over, and obviously she doesn't know that that can be, like, a little weird for the parents. Yeah. So that's awesome. But one of the dads tried to shoot his shot at you. He's tried for a while, and, like, I even told him a couple of months ago, like, it was really weird because his daughter was at my house, and so he messaged me, and the parents are split up. They live in different places. She stays with the mom most of the time, so she's next door. So um, when he messaged me at first, I was like, oh, it's because she's here, and I was like, yeah, what's up? And then eventually it became he was drunk and horny and asked Mm -hmm. me if I was horny, and I was like, uh, okay, we're just going to ignore this message and move on because your child is at my house. Yes. Okay. 
So, and then a couple of other times he's tried to message me and I've tried to explain to him, I was like, look, I'm not interested in dating anybody right now or any kind of relationship. So if you want to be my friends, then we can actually get to know each other and then we'll, you know, maybe, maybe if something, you know, but so he's made no effort to actually be the friend. He just sends me random messages when he gets drunk. And then the other night it was, what the hell are you up to? And I was like, I didn't even answer that one because I don't respond to that kind of, like, I'm not into the bad guy, you know? Like, that's not how you're going to get me interested. Now, what do you think it is with men in general that, like, for some reason, just have no filter? They just don't give a shit. They just they just can't understand. And it's weird because, like, I'm a guy, obviously, so, so it kind of comes off like I'm bashing guys. But some guys are just really desperate. I had someone on the show yesterday uh, good friends and they have like a really big Twitter account and they got a nice following and there were husband and wife that I had and I was talking to them and the wife just gets random like dick pictures and just random shit sent to her and I was like how does this make you feel and she's like yeah these guys are fucking losers they're desperate they're scumbags but women don't do that but men do like what what do you think it is Be- and do you find it hard to have a friend because of that like like a male friend because all they're trying to do is shoot their shot and whatnot. Um, it does make it a little bit difficult because I'm always on edge of like, when am I going to see your dick? Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, women are like that. Like I'm not like that, but my ex had so many naked pictures of girls that were sent to him through Snapchat that like he would literally be sitting next to me and just open it up and it would be a naked girl and I would see it and he would be like, yeah, I don't know. And then I mean, it turns out later he did sleep with four of those. But there was more than four on the, in the Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, women will do it, too. And women have no – I thought guys had no loyalty. Like, I understand, you know, the bro code or whatever, and, like, you don't go after your exes, girlfriends, things like that. Like, I thought guys are a little bit more scummy when it comes to that, even though they say they have the code. No. Women, like, the amount of women that I personally know that have now slept with my ex-husband, some before we got divorced, (laughs) like, I was in shock, like, and a couple of them even talked shit about me, like, they, they had, it's not, like, close, close friends, like, I'm not really close with people, so, like, it's not anybody that, um, like, actually messaged me after the divorce and was like, hey, how are you? Like, it's not those times. It's people that, like, I used to hang out with a long time ago, you know, or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's just really weird how women would go and just be like, like, in your head as a woman, I'm like, okay, why did they break up? Yeah. I'm not like, now they're separated, let me go fuck him. You know, like, I, I need a reason behind. He's ob- Somebody's crazy, and I want to figure out which one of them was crazy before I, you know, I don't know. But no, it makes perfect sense. No, it, it does. It makes perfect sense because you have to wonder, like, why did that person become single suddenly? It, was it yeah. their fault? Was it the other person's fault? Yeah. But with guys, the- yeah, with guys sending dick pics, um, they have no consequences. So if you say "ew," they just move on to the next. Yeah, that makes sense. It does, but with women, like, I don't know, like, I've maybe I just, back in my young days when I was, like, much, much, much younger, obviously, I'm a very old man now, I just never encountered it. It always seemed like the men were the really desperate kind of types that would just throw it out there. And like I said the other day, it it does remind me of the whole telemarketer scheme where these guys will call up, like, 100 random old people and say, hey, your social security number's been hacked. And then they'll get hung up 99 times. But that one person mm-hmm. that says, here's my social security, here's my credit card number, they they hit the jackpot. And I kind of feel like men are doing that with their pictures. They throw them out there on the Internet to try to get chicks and whatnot. And that one person that answers is like, hey, you did it 100 times. You got one. You got lucky, right? Oh, yeah. That, that's exactly how my friend described it to me. I was like, Where he, he's, he was telling me that he was sending random girls his naked pictures on Snapchat. And I was like, why are you doing that? And he was like, eventually one of them might respond. <laughs> There's something about dating nowadays, and you've been together with with your ex-husband now for quite a while, for well over a decade, right? And you guys had kids together and everything. Mm-hmm. So you saw the whole spectrum change of dating. 
How do you feel it is now as opposed to when you were younger dating back in the day before there were like Snapchats and swipe left and up, down, left, right, whatever the hell it is now? Because I, I, I don't know anything about social media, really. Do you find it harder to date now or easier because it's so accessible now? Um, I would say harder just for me, like the type of person that I am, I guess, because in high school, like I last time I dated, I was in high school. And at that point, we knew everybody. There wasn't like, you know, a complete stranger that you have to be worried about talking to. Like we knew everybody. We knew we, we live in a small town. So just about everybody that I knew, I knew their parents or I knew their sibling or we'd grown up together. So it was a lot easier to be, I guess, more interested in people because I knew something about them. But now, like, Facebook, like, random people will send you a message. And if if you don't hook me within, like, 10 minutes, I'm, I'm uninterested. Like, I, I can't continue the conversation because I'm not a continuing the t- conversation type person. Like, I'm, I'm a listener, not a talker. So... And then also, I give them about 10 minutes, and as soon as they ask for a picture, I'm out. <laughs> so, wait, so so you do give them all a fair chance, at least? Yeah, I at least make the effort. I don't Because uh, I don't want to be like, maybe I told my soulmate to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah, which I may have already done. But. Oh, goodness gracious. No, I, I think that's great now. As as a human being, so like I don't know why the hell you even talk to me because I'm a complete scumbag. Like I hate myself a lot of the times, and I just want to know because like you you say you give people ten minutes of, of time before you you realize they're a piece of shit or not. So why the hell do you talk to me? Um, there's no um, what's the word? Pressure, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no pressure. Yeah, like. We don't know each other in real life, so it's not awkward, because I'm an awkward as fuck person. Um, we can equally bitch about stuff at work. Yeah. And, like, I tried to talk to my mom about work one time, and I started saying stuff like uh, uh, POC, TL, SME, like, all this stuff, and she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's great though because like and and, and that's exactly it. There's there, there's no pressure. Neither one of us are looking for anything. We just bitch about life, and that's it. And and and, and that's what makes it work here. I mean, that's why I, I was kind of throwing like a lot of men kind of under the bus here a little bit proverbially because that's what they do. It's like they throw out their their pictures or whatnot. They're always looking to score, but we're just looking to bitch about life because we just kind of found each other because that's just what we do. We just uh, have a lot of common interests and things like that and. We just talk shit. And this job that we both share, I've talked about this one on the show a couple of times. It came at a time when I needed it with the whole COVID uh, fear-demic, as I call it, the fear-demic, because I don't believe necessarily it's a pandemic, obviously. Uh, it just kind of came at a time when I needed it. And I just wanted to ask you, like, your experiences over the past year with everyone being locked down and you living in Alabama. Like, what was your experience like? And just finding the job that we're at now, like, what was your experience like and how did you overcome? Oh, this this job is literally like my lifeline. Like, I'm so grateful for this job. Um, back in March, I had actually asked my ex to leave and his response was no. Um, and if I do leave, I'm not paying any bills or child support or anything. And at that point, the only job that I'd had was a substitute teacher. And then COVID happened. So even the little bit that I was able to sub, now the schools were closed. So I had no job, no nothing. And so my only option was to let him stay because I have any, you know, there wasn't anything I could do uh, to file abandonment. They have to be gone for a year. And I had no job. Mm. You know, I, I couldn't keep my house for a year and be like, hang on, wait, you know, gotta figure something out. So, um, it was in March and then ironically after the speech about not paying bills he got in trouble at work and they said if he didn't quit that they would fire him so he then quit his job and now neither of us had a job and so in May I got hired at this job and he had pissed so many people off in our town that nobody would hire him. 
like for the job that he does, uh, you know, there's specific locations and those locations would not hire him. And so from May to August, he didn't have a job. And I realized that I didn't need him anymore, that I now had a job that paid all the bills by myself. Um, I worked from home, so I didn't have to find someone to keep the kids. So I told them, you know, we had talked about back in March that I wanted things to change. And, you know, I'd obviously I'd found out at that point, I'd only found out that he'd slept with one person. And then I didn't find out until recently that it was actually four. Um, mm. But so I, you know, gave him an ultimatum in March that things would change. And then he just got worse and worse. And then so in August, uh, he wound up being physical with me. And I went to my mom's house and she called and had the sheriff's department come out and they filed a domestic violence report. And then I filed a protection from abuse order. So at that point, he was no longer allowed to come back to the house. So a lot of people, when I tell them that, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. That saved my life. Like being able to file that and then them, them tell him if he came back to the house, they would arrest him. But that was the only way I got him out of the house. Oh, God, that's I mean, that, that must have been frightening, too. And I can only imagine in the initial shock of like, hey, like this was how my life was and this is how it is now. And you got to kind of pick it up, put the pieces together and just make it happen and just continue living your life. Are you guys in good terms now? Um, he's still completely a narcissist. So, like, I tried to have a conversation with him about he had told our daughter to keep a secret from me. And at that point, you know, I was like, I, I tried to tell him, I was like, I don't care what the secret was. I need us to both be on the same page and get her to understand that it's not okay to keep secrets from your parents. You're 10 years old. That's not something you need to learn. Uh, you know, what if some strange guy says, you know, don't tell your mom and touches her. And then she's now got it in her head that it's okay to keep secrets. Like that's where I was like, you know, we need to have this conversation. So I was like, um, I don't care what she said. I just want you to, can you tell her that it's not okay to keep secrets from her parents? And he flipped out on me, backed me up into the door, was yelling at me, telling me I was a shitty mom because I'd had my friend come over and my friend was around the kids and he was telling me how much better he was because he had, yes, he had a girlfriend, but he wasn't introducing them to the kids yet. And I was like, uh... You are on. Uh, he was at the point of like yelling at me. Got in the car with the kids in the car and was yelling at me that I was a shitty mom because I just asked him to to talk to his daughter. So now, um, now we just I go pick them up and he tells me about his life and I say, okay, so I'm glad you're happy and I leave. Oh boy, that's that that's got to be tough because you were with him for such a long time. And you guys knew each other for a very long yeah. time and. We were best friends for like two years, and then we, we were dated for two years. So overall, I've known him for sixteen years. Mm. That is so sad that two people can just kind of drift so far apart. And the sad thing is, is I mean, it, it's not really sad because you obviously both love your kids very much, but it's just that one tie that you have with that person too. In your case, you have two kids with them. Mm-hmm. That it's like you can't necessarily throw this guy out of your life. Because you 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 were bond together forever, how do you balance that, and how do you make that work? Like, how do you swallow your pride? Because I do admire a woman and men in these situations who have to put up with someone that they obviously didn't work out for one reason or another, but they have to make it work somehow. Like, how do you do it? I mean, my kids don't know the real version of him. Luckily, we were able to keep that from them. It wasn't up until the end that they saw us actually fighting or him fighting, you know. So it's really difficult because my daughter idolizes him and I don't want her to. But I also don't want to take away the fact that that's her daddy. So either eventually he'll get better or he'll start to disappoint her the same way that I expect him to. And then I'll just have to be here when when that happens. Oh man, that's really tough. Um, because you, you you don't want to bash them in front of the kids. Obviously. I mean, they're not there for that. They're, 
what was the transition like for them as far as like dad's here one day and now he's not living here anymore? What was it like for them and how did you explain that to them? Uh, my, my son didn't really notice because the job that he worked before, he worked 12-hour days and then he would sleep for the other time. And then the time that he was actually home, uh, he wasn't actually home. Uh, a lot of times he would go to a bar on like Friday night and be gone all night or whatever. So my, my six-year-old is really, really attached to me. Um, so it wasn't really that big of a difference for him. Like, he's still at the point, it's been like nine months now, and he still does not want to go to daddy's on the weekend. Or every, it's every other weekend, but every time he does not want to go. Um, but my daughter, they used to, she's 10, so they've spent a lot more time together um, because he had a different job before my son was born, so he had more time at home. Um, so they watched, like, anime together and stuff, and so they bonded watching things like that. Um, so that's pretty much what they do when he goes to their house now is they sit in the bedroom and watch anime together. Well, that's cute. At, at, at least he's still there for the kids in, in some sense. I mean, no matter what happens between the two of you guys, at least you guys are you know there for your kids and whatnot. But let's just drop him for a minute because he is a horrible human being, and let's talk about someone who makes you happy in life. I'm going to talk about this Jay character, okay, because I gave him <laughs> – I gave him the seal of uh, of approval recently because he finally came out of the closet, and, uh, and 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 he's proven himself to be the guy that you need in your life. You want to talk about like how you guys met and uh, just like how he makes you feel and how you feel about each other because I can tell you know from us talking that there's obviously a glow about you when you talk about him, and that makes me happy because I want to see you know the one friend in my life be happy. Can you explain how you guys met and just, like, how he makes you feel and stuff like that? Um, <laughs> I'm always terrified that someone I know is going to listen to this. Oh. Um, but we actually met when we were in elementary school. Okay. And then when we were in high school, he wound up going to a different school. And so we were we were friends, like, throughout all of it. Like, we were a really small school. Um, so it wasn't like we you know, didn't talk to each other, but we also, we weren't super, super close. Um, and then when I was 16, I got a job at a pizza place and he worked there uh, or he got hired later on. So he, we worked there together. And then, um, at one point I went to a game store in town, um, maybe, 10 years ago and he was there working at the store and then a couple of years ago I went to church with my mom she went wanted to go try this new church and she wanted to go by herself and so I went to go to the bathroom and when I turn around and come back there he was <laughs> sitting at the you know in the church and at, throughout these points I didn't you know go up and try to talk to him or anything um, but then Back last year, I think it may have been June or July, he added me on Facebook. And we never said anything to each other. Um, but in August, after my after we'd split up, um, I'd made a post and he reacted to it. So like he liked it or, or did a reaction to it. And so I sent him a message and I was like, hey, it's been a long time. And he was like, yeah. And I think this was like, August the 3rd maybe and the only reason I know like the specific date is because we do a yard sale here and at that time it was during the yard sale and so we had talked for a day or two and then I, he said something about looking for a guitar and I was like well if you want to come up and go to the yard sale um, you can park behind my house because there's usually no parking and I was like you know you can park back here and walk around if you want just let me know and we'd it'd been, I think, maybe two or three days we've been talking. And he was like, yeah, okay. And so he's like, what's your number? And I'll call you. And so I gave him my number, and I wasn't expecting him to call me at all. And then he called me, I think it was like maybe 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. And I was like, well, all the yard sale people are gone. He was like, well, uh, I can come up and we can, we can talk or whatever. And I was like, okay. So this would be the first time that I'd seen him in like, uh, maybe seven or eight years or no like I'd seen him in passing the first time I'd actually talked to him in like maybe 12 or 13 years or something 
Um, and so he come up that night and we sat on my front porch and talked for seven solid hours. Oh my God. How'd you do it? I don't know because I, I'm generally, generally not a conversationalist. Like, um, you like, you have to probe me to get me to, to respond, you know, like I'm not going to sit and talk about the weather. Um, but he just has this way of talking and I'm just like enamored by it and so every time we get on the phone it's for hours at a time or every time we hang out we just talk the entire time and what the hell do you guys about how do you do it because i mean i i can barely talk to anybody unless i'm recording the show and it's like a different personality comes out almost and i can't talk to someone in real life more than five minutes without being disinterested but yeah, you guys talk for hours on end, and it drives me nuts because the next day at work, you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I talked to Jay for like seven, eight hours in a row. I'm like, just, you know, you guys are at the point now. You guys are clapping. You guys are a legitimate couple. You don't necessarily have to talk for hours. Just kind of catch up about your day and then be done with it and go to bed. What do you guys talk about? I don't know. We just, we talk about like everything. Like um, he'll watch a YouTube podcast or something and He'll tell me about it, and we'll talk about it about what we think about what they were talking about. Or I don't like I don't know I don't know how I do it because generally I disassociate when someone's talking, and like I have the hardest time even in person like keeping a conversation going, and I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we have a problem here because now is the point where I'm going to address my big beef with you. Okay. <laughs> So if I say something to you, like like if I type like a nice paragraph out and I'm like talking about my day or I'm bitching about something, and you reply to me with the word K or LOL, to me I have a problem with that. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, Because I feel like when someone says K or LOL, they're dismissing you. Like, shut the fuck up. Get out of my face. I'm done with you. I feel like that's a very dismissive thing. So I'm going to give you the floor here. I'm going to let you defend yourself because my wife does it to me too. And she stopped doing it recently because because we had a, a nice conversation on the podcast a couple of shows ago about K and LOL and how much I hate it. And she flipped the tables on me because I said K to her the other day. And she was like, you did it back. So don't do that. Don't do that. You're not allowed to. So she got me. But you do it a lot. Why Why do you do that? And is it dismissive? Is it a slap in the face? Because if, if you want me to go fuck myself or go fuck off, I will gladly do that sometimes. No, no. Um. I'm bad about not responding because I can't think of what to say at the moment. So rather than leave somebody sitting, I'll just be like, like if it's something funny, I'll just, you know, I'll say LOL or whatever. Or I usually say okay, okay instead of okay or K. Um, So yeah, for me, I'm like acknowledging that you said something. And then in my brain, I'm like, come back to this later and we'll respond. And that's where I kind of lose track. I don't come back and respond. I understand that, and, and and I'm just screwing with you here, but I do feel that way as well. And I see, like, I, I have this weird complex in my brain where I feel like everyone in the world hates my guts, so I am never the one to initiate a conversation. Like, I'll I'll gladly reply to someone, but I'm never the one to open that door. Like, I will never be the next door neighbor that knocks on your door and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Want to come hang out? Want to talk for a little bit?" But if someone knocks on my door, I'll probably talk to them for a while. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, super introverted. Yeah, it's crippling. But yeah. you did, but you did mention something about gaming a, a, a little while back. You were, you talk about like you were at a game store, and it it it's really interesting to me talking to a female gamer because I'm a huge gamer. My wife's a huge gamer. We play a lot of games online together. When you're a gamer, a female gamer, because we have a lot of people that listen to the show from all over the world, different walks of life and stuff like that. So I want to get your perspective on this. As a female gamer who plays Xbox and computer games and stuff like that, do you find it, like, weird, some of the requests that you get if you ever strap on that microphone and say hi to someone and they find out that you're a, a quote-unquote real girl? Do you find any, like, weird shit like that going on? Like, people just hit uh, me up? I have had a couple of weird reactions to it. They're like, oh, oh, I didn't know we were playing with a girl. <laughs> um, but for the most part, what I did... Uh, the most frequently, I guess. So I wasn't a big like Call of Duty player, um, but I played Ark, and mm-hmm. I was an admin on an Ark server for Xbox for three years. Um, I could still do it right now. I just don't really have the time to keep up with it. And we got we got pretty large. Um, we had like all the maps, 
and we had a Facebook group. So everybody that knew me already knew that I was a girl. And so I had a lot of like flirtatious requests being that I was an admin and, you know, they wanted something. Um, <laughs> but I didn't get, only got like one time that I'd get like a, I would join the party with somebody there asking for an admin. And when I joined and said, hey, they're like, oh, uh, we didn't know we were playing with a girl. <laughs> it's like, okay. it's like it changed the whole game. <laughs> it's like a change of the game. It's like people just get quiet. It's just so weird. It's like peaceful yeah. and serene. And then a girl talks. Guys are talking like potty mouth bullshit. All of a sudden, like you have like a female voice in a group. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit. Everyone just shuts the fuck up. You know, like no one else had to talk to a girl in real life. And maybe that's a stereotype with gamers. How like a lot of gamers don't know how to talk to females. And when a female shows up, it's like, oh, my God, mom's here. Shut up. You know, and everyone's just, just quiet. It's just so a lot weird. of them, they'll act cocky, too. And so once a girl joins, they don't want to sound like that cocky asshole. So they'll, like, stop. It's so weird because women outnumber men in this world. So it's not like you guys are, like, a rare species or a rare breed where, like, we have to just dominate and fight over you. But one one thing I've noticed is because my, my wife and I used to play a game called DC Universe Online on the PlayStation. Yeah. And on a rare occasion that, like, she would pop up on the mic, it would just be weird. And, like, people, like, knew she was a female. And then, like, and, and I have a screenshot on my phone. I, I remember taking a screenshot of this one dude. We, we were in this, like, group or guild. Like, hit her up on it. He's like, hey, what's up? And, she, and, like, she sent it to me. She's like, what the fuck is going on here? And I was like, I don't know. It's just weird shit. And she just ignored it, obviously. But I can only imagine the kind of shit that happens to females on a daily basis where men just like are, are, are just desperate and just kind of like to bring it back to the beginning. We were talking about that, how like men are just fucking weird when it comes to this shit. If women dominated one game and like a guy just showed up and was like, hey, I'm, I'm a dude and I'm playing Barbie dress up with you. <laughs> they wouldn't freak out and like start sh- sending pictures of their fucking vaginas and shit. But dudes, immediately they hear like a chick and they're like, oh, throw the dick. We got to just dominate. We we got to make sure she's ours, you know, and they have to be all possessive and do this whole tribal bullshit. It's the weirdest thing, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And it's not like women are that much of a majority when you're playing games. It's very common to see a, a woman playing a game now. That and a lot of women don't even let their their gender be known because they're afraid of the reaction they'll get. Oh, I know plenty of guys that played with female characters, and they even said stuff about uh, they people were nicer to him when they played as female characters. Oh yeah! Before we even got on the show, I was playing Elder Scrolls Online, and I was playing on a guy named Lion Joe Biden. He's he's my <laughs> healer, and I got kicked from the group because I wasn't doing good enough. But then I go on my my my, my female tune, who's like undergeared, and her name was Clapped Out Slut or some shit like that. And and uh, and she's like not geared, not leveled, or and, and, and she sucks. But people were were way more patient with me. It's, it's such a weird thing. It's so weird. Do you yes. ever get like free gifts and stuff like that in the games? Uh, I don't play enough to get free stuff, but I have actually played. Um, what is that game? I don't know, but you don't play enough with us because you don't play any games with us. I've been trying to get you to jump into games, and you just won't play with us ever. Borderlands 3. When Borderlands came out, um, I was playing with some of my friends, and I joined one of their games, and this guy was like, oh, you don't have anything? I was like, no, I just started playing. And like, we went, and he started throwing guns at me and stuff and throwing <laughs> money at me. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what it is, but, like, guys are just so fucking desperate to just get a check, and it's just so weird. I mean, just be yourself, guys. Just be yourself. Are there any hints and tips that you would give to a guy looking for a woman? Oh, God, yes. Um, oh, what's your... <laughs> uh, first off, be honest, because whether you whether or not you say you like, I don't know, green beans, and you don't really like green beans. And then six months down the line. And she's like here's some green beans. I know you like them. And you're like I really don't like them. You know. Those small little lies. I mean you may think about them as not as no no big deal. But if you lied about that. What else would you lie about? And then at the same thing. There's no reason to pretend to be someone else in the beginning. Because six months down the line you're going to be tired of pretending to be that person and all you've done is waste both both of your time so either be 
yourself from the beginning, and if they don't like you, then fuck them. Yep. Because that's just not the person for you. I agree. I agree 100%. Do you feel like your perspective changed as, as, as you get older? Because, I mean, one thing in life is, you know, life isn't forever, obviously. And uh, we have a, a date that we're all going to expire. So do you feel like you're, you're less tolerant of bullshit now that you're older? And you're like, you know what, fuck this shit. I, I just want to find somebody quick. Find someone who meets my standards, and that's it. No games. If you play games, you're getting the fuck out. Have you changed as you got older? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I don't, I don't feel like I need to be with anybody. Like I'm completely content with myself at my house alone. So unless you make me want to give that up, then it's wasting our time. I love that. I I, I really do because. Um, that's just why my wife and I, we get along so well together because we had this conversation in the very beginning where it's like, Hey, this is it. We're going to do this. If we have kids together, that's it. We're not going to fuck around. We're not going to fucking, you know, disappear or just do dumb shit. I mean, like we've made mistakes. We fought in the past, but I mean, we're, we're stronger together and we just make things work. And I, I feel like a lot of people would benefit from that kind of relationship where you're open and upfront in the beginning where you're just like, this is it, this is the end. And, you know, for better or for worse, this is how we're going to live our lives. So it's a good thing that you got out when you did of your previous relationship. And now you have that mindset and that perspective. So you're not putting up a bullshit. And I'm very happy that you and Jay are, are, are you, you finally made him stop being gay <laughs> because, oh my goodness, he was driving me nuts because you guys were talking for a while. And uh, the thing with him that was driving me crazy was because, like, you were so into him. And you were telling me, like, oh, I love this guy. He's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, all right, so explain to me what's going on. And uh, you were going to his house. You guys were sleeping on the same bed, hanging out over the weekend, talking on the phone. I'm like, has he ever tried to clap? And you're like, no. Well, I'm like, well, get out of that relationship because he's obviously gay. Because if a chick is trying to throw themselves at you and you're saying no, there's something wrong with him mentally. So how were you feeling at that time when like you're sitting there and you're laying next to this guy who just seems like he has no interest in doing anything? Um, it wasn't like he seemed like he wasn't into me. It was more of we had had these conversations about just being friends and because we were both going through a lot in our lives with the time that we met, like literally um, two days after my ex got kicked out was when me and him started talking and like hanging out. And so it was extremely new. And even though I, I had not mentally been in that relationship since Jan uh, January, maybe even up to March, you know, at the, after the point that I found out he had cheated, my, my heart was no longer in it. And so even though I'd been checked out of this relationship for a long time, we, I technically, you know, I wasn't even divorced yet when we started hanging out. And so we both talked about it and we were just like, you know, we just want to be friends equally. Like he even came over to my house in the middle of the night. We were watching TV and he was like, um, what did you expect from this? And I was like, exactly what we're doing, watching TV, hanging out, talking. I'm literally wearing pajama pants. Like, if you think I got game with pajama pants, this may be a different conversation later on, but for now. Um, so, we had talked about for a long time, you know, what we want from the future, what, you know, separately, what we want out of life, and as our friendship and stuff. And so, eventually, um, it took a uh, couple of uh, six months maybe I don't know it took a while um, but eventually that moment happened where uh, we were super into each other and it just kind of happened and so after that it's, it's kind of reevaluating the relationship that we had settled on to, mm -hmm. to be that way and then I don't know it's just we're in I guess you would call it a situationship <laughs> Uh, not so much a relationship because we're still trying to figure things out on our own and as our own person that we neither one of us want to rush anything or force anything. And at this point, I think he's happy and I'm happy with how things are going. So I think I think it's good for right now. 
I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I um, and I'm very hard on people as well. I'm very judgmental. Obviously, it's a character flaw myself. But I can tell that with you guys, like you guys, before it seemed like a very bad situation in my mind because I'm like, she's way too into him and he's kind of like nonchalant about it. At least that's how I gathered in the beginning. But now I feel like he kind of came around. He's opening himself up a little bit. Now you guys genuinely seem happy. So I think this one's going to work out. I I really do. And that's just from the bottom of my non-existent heart that I feel like you guys are going to be uh, okay. And, and I think that's a good thing. Um. I do want to ask you a question, though, because <laughs> one of my favorite stories that I've told here on the show was about Meemaw. <laughs> and I can't even talk about this without laughing because she's the hoarder. Oh, my God. I, I don't even know where to begin with this one because I laughed so hard that my face was red. I was crying my eyes out on the show a couple of weeks back when I was telling a story about Meemaw. Can you please explain the hoarder situation because you're, 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 you're And I understand that is a grandmother, right? And yeah, it's, it's actually mama. Mama. Yeah. Mama. Um, we have mama and papa. I'm not sure where this came from, but it's just always been something that we have always called grandparents. Like everybody that I know called, you know, like I had my great grandfather. Uh, he was granddaddy. It's so adorable. Talk <laughs> of Southern talk. Oh, I could go through a list of things that people think are strange that we say, um, but it's I don't. It may not be as funny as you made it out to be. Oh, I, oh, I, it's hilarious. Please tell the story. <laughs> so uh, she, she is a a hoarder, but she's not like the kind that you see on the show. Um, she does not have trash or dogs or, you know, feces or food or anything like that. Um, she, she has probably a hundred styrofoam cups that came from Jack's when she would go out to eat, but she washes them and wa- cleans out the styrofoam, the inside the cup, the lid, the straw, all of it, and puts it to the side. And I'm not sure what she plans to do with those, but... At one point, she was getting the salad bowls. You know how they have, like, a black bottom and a clear top? She would get salad bowls and clean them out, and she would put dirt in them and put seeds in them and make a little greenhouse to grow stuff. So when we were kids, all the stuff that she was saving, she had uses for them. But now that, you know, I'm in my 30s, and she's up in her 70s or something, like, I don't know why she's still keeping all this stuff. (laughs) holy shit she has has some pretty cool stuff like she does have an an atari in there somewhere she's an atari does it work it did the last time we got it out when i was like seven oh my god so so you guys can't even go in the house and 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 like throw anything out like does she throw anything out is there anything that's off limits like i won't even collect that uh she'll she'll throw away trash um but for a while there, she was, like, saving coupons off of, like, wrappers and stuff. But I don't What's know if she point? still does coupons that. Coupons expire, though. Coupons expire. What's the yeah, point? Yeah. She has a refrigerator that is broken. And my papa won't buy her a new one because she refuses to clean out the old one. And it's full of, like, ketchup packs and stuff. And, like, sauce packs and syrup <laughs> and things like that. So what's the mindset? What's the mindset there? Like, I mean, things have an expiration date, obviously. I mean, like coupons, they expire. Ketchup packets expire. Like they, they have a use by date. What is her, her, her reasoning of keeping, of keeping the stuff? Um, she thinks that everything has a use. And she actually had a stroke when she was in labor with my mom. And oh. my family has always said that she's not been the same since. And then my mom said when she moved out that that's when the hoarding got worse. So it's they there's a lot of speculation that it is a mental thing and that it's like an emotional thing. And they create these attachments with these items. And then to them, they, it's useful. It's not trash. It's something that they can hold on to and can control. Because ever since she had the stroke and she's gotten worse, my papa doesn't let her drive. 
and uh, she says she's a good driver, but he says she'll be talking to him and go through red lights and go through stop signs and stuff, and he doesn't want to wind up hitting somebody, so he doesn't let her drive. So she can't really leave the house when she wants to. She she has her own money that she gets, but she also has to pay, like, her medical stuff, so she doesn't have a lot of extra money to go buy things. Um, So I guess that's where she's now created this hoarding <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at I think it's so funny. And I'm sorry to laugh at this old this old grandma thing, but to me it's just funny because like someone who just won't let go of anything. Because mm. like I imagine and like the way that my brain works, and I don't know if you know this about me just yet, my brain is just really weird. Like I think of weird shit. So I imagine her sitting on top of a throne of like buttons, uh nails, knives, pens, pencils, all sorts of shit. And she just won't get rid of anything. And and, and, and I just had this grand image of her just doing crazy shit. So I'm sorry if I laugh. I wish I could get you a picture so you could see. My mom used to have them on her phone, but we're not allowed to take pictures of her house anymore. <laughs> she gets mad. So there was a situation recently with her, though. Uh, do you want to talk about that or no? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. please tell the story, because I thought this one was another one that, 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 that made me chuckle a bit, even though it's sad. And, and, and that's just weird, because I'm a horrible human, and, and I laugh at things that I probably shouldn't laugh at, but please tell the story. Um, so, my papa had called my mom and my grandmother's brother and wanted them to come to the house and have like an intervention and and you know advise her to throw some things away that the house was getting overrun my papa's biggest concern was uh if the house catches on fire and she has all the doors blocked but one they have no way to get out uh everything in the house would just you know combust and the house the whole house would be on fire before they could figure out how to get out of there because there's so much stuff and like clothes and styrofoam especially is super combustible um so when my mom went in, my grandmother was like, what's going on? And then as soon as she saw my uncle, who she never, you know, nobody's really allowed to come to the house. And then all of a sudden, my grandfather is now letting my uncle come in. And so she knew right then that something was going on. And so my mom walked past her and she started yelling at them to get out of her house. And she punched my mom in the face. And my, my <laughs> uncle had to hold her because she was... Like, at that point, the only person she could be mad at was my mom. She couldn't really do anything to my uncle or my, you know, my papa. And so they finally got her, like, out of the house. And they went, my pop, my papa had held her down because she was still trying to hit my mom. And then she was trying to bite my uncle. And so my oh. uncle told my mom to call the cops. And my papa was mad because my mom called the cops. And But once the cops got there, and <laughs> once they got there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So once they got there, they um, they realized that the house was full of stuff, and they said they thought they smelled a gas leak, so they had somebody come in and check that. So my papa was just mad, and it was a it was a big thing. Like I wound up finally having to go over there myself and call my grandmother down, get her into the cop car, they took her to the hospital and checked her out, and. They said that they wanted to give her anxiety medicine, but she refused to take it. <laughs> so, overall, yeah, overall, the only thing that has happened from that entire situation is now my grandmother will not speak to my mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, when, so, when, so, when she was locked away, did you guys, like, have a thought to go to the house and maybe, like, take one item from her house and see if she knew it was gone? Like, is she that kind of crazy with it? Uh, I don't know if she would notice one thing, but she did always, like, she hates to leave her house because she's afraid my papa's going to throw stuff away while she's gone. And, like, she wouldn't even come to Christmas last year because she was afraid if she left, papa would throw stuff away. Oh, my God. What a crazy life. Like, I I, I can imagine being in that head of hers and and, and just dealing with that all the time. Because, I mean, I guess I used to be a hoarder when I was a kid. I used to like collect baseball cards and toys and shit like that. But we had a house fire and I lost everything. And ever since then, I kind of had like the adverse reaction where I was like, yeah, fuck everything. I like just items don't matter to me anymore. 
So the fact that she like hoards everything is just is, is just weird to me. Like I, I I think it's funny because like she probably has a bunch of like plastic forks and shit in her house. Do you think that's like the situation there? She had like forks and things like that. Like most people take for granted that she just have a ton of it. Um, she does have a bunch of forks and spoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. All right, well, I hear your phone is just blowing up or whatever the hell that is. That beep, beep, beep song, their sound effect that keeps going on. So someone is trying to clap you probably. Is is that your boyfriend? Oh, no, it's uh, it's all kinds of stuff. Oh, my gosh, you're so busy. I still have Zoom up, and I'm checking stuff. Are you I working just... right now? No, no, but I did answer some questions. Oh my goodness gracious! You got to stop. You are so dead. You are such a nerd, <laughs> and that's my name, nerd. But you are the real nerd because you have this this document at work. And, and, and just for people, I don't know how much of a nerd you are. You wrote the Bible basically for this job, <laughs> where you just compiled every piece of information and put it in one like file, I guess. And people reference it, and yet you're worried about yourself all the time. Like you just have this. This thing where you're like, oh my goodness, I'm in trouble. Like, no, you're not. You you wrote the Bible. Like, you are the boss. <laughs> you're going to take over this company really soon. Don't you know that? I hope so, because that means I'm a permanent employee. <laughs> well, God damn it, take me along for the ride. I'll do whatever I can to make them keep me. No, oh, well, Jesus, what about me? God damn it. <laughs> well... I appreciate you giving me some time today, and I appreciate you a lot because um, I don't have many people that I talk to. I don't talk to anybody outside of my immediate family here, and uh, it's and, and it's really cool to have a friend, at least for now, because I know you're going to ride off in the sunset and be better off for it soon enough. You're going to leave me behind in the dust like I deserve because I'm a you know horrible human being, obviously. But how much longer do we have as 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 friends before you take off and leave me behind? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It depends on if they tell me I can't talk to you anymore when I move to a different position. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Ay, ay, ay. You're such a you're such a bad person for telling me. <laughs> I will, I well, I am so happy that you came on the show, and and the fact that you proved that you were real because people didn't believe me. They're like, wait a second, he likes somebody because we get a lot of emails about this stuff. We get a lot of comments and things like that, and. People are like, oh, no, you don't have a friend. You can't tolerate anybody. But the fact that you came on the show today and you let me talk to you and, 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 and bite your ear and so open about Meemaw and, and, and uh, <laughs> Peepaw, whatever the hell you call them, really cool. And I appreciate you for coming on the show today. And you are, by default, my best friend because you're my only friend. Oh. It's <laughs> a big responsibility in life to deal with my ass. That's my <laughs> wife. She'll tell you all about it. I was hoping she would be here. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. You know what? She She's just so busy right now watching TV, and uh, she doesn't like coming on these things. She, just, she doesn't like coming on shows a lot. She just likes to, to shoot the breeze and do our regular programming. But as far as, like, interviews and talking to people, she just, this is not her thing, and that and, and that's fine because that's more my bag here, just talking to people and, and doing things. And my biggest fear is if you talk to her, she will steal <laughs> you from me. She she will steal you. She she's already tried. <laughs> I love her voice though. I like listening to her. Oh goodness. Well, you know what? She likes to hear that. Her head's growing bigger and bigger by the second. I'm sure. Miss Christy, I appreciate you for coming on the show. And if this is our last conversation, I truly enjoyed it because I don't expect good things to happen and stay in my life. And you're a good thing, and I appreciate you, and I wish all the best for you and I know you're chomping at the bit to go clap out Jay <laughs> so I will let you guys clap and clap and clap and thank you for coming on the show I appreciate you you're welcome anytime you are the best